Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. You can tell my voice is feeling better, and I am feeling better. I'm almost 100% back. Thank you, Jesus. Jesse's on his way back from Philadelphia. He'll be here on Monday. Uh, we got a great show ahead of us. One of the things we're going to discuss is the St. Joseph Partners with uh, Gold, why people should have, have gold as a Catholic family uh, in the sense of uh, times of trouble, which we're in right now. So we'll have a segment, uh, next segment with them. I pre-recorded that for you folks. And then we're going to go right into uh, what we can do to help Bishop Joseph Strickland, the Bishop of Tyler, Texas. Obviously, our prayers are most important. He has a great love for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There's already people doing vigils there uh, in Tyler, everywhere in the country and the world. I hope are people praying for him, that he will continue to be the Bishop of Tyler. So that's what we're going to be. We've got Father Jerry Murray to comment on, our good friend. from Even before he was ordained, I knew him 40 years ago. No, maybe 45. So um, he's going to have some input on that. And then we're going to have Bishop Athanasius Snyder weigh in on this about Bishop Strickland. And he's going to quote some <clears throat> uh, St. Basil. Wait until you see a, a letter from St. Basil to Pope St. Damasus. And it's a powerful letter. You think it was written today. All right, well, before we get to all that, uh, we will um, get the good, the good news of the gospel to us. You know, this is the feast day at the Triumph of the Cross, so we're going to get into to that, our, you know, the uh, Our Lady of Sorrows today, I should say, and we'll get to that. But let's get to the gospel, if we could. Uh, Luke, we're doing Luke chapter 6, verse 39 to 42. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Every time these parables, it's just a great way to teach. <clears throat> Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into the pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter <clears throat> in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own. How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the splinter in your own eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. Remove <clears throat> the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, one of the things that comes to my mind is how do we remove the splinter on our own eye is by doing an examination of conscience <clears throat> every day and getting to the sacrament of confession. Uh, I, that's, that's basically how you keep focused with your own life by living a holy life. But you don't do that without doing an examination of conscience and frequently going to confession. Because if someone tells me, I haven't been to confession in years, I, I, I didn't kill anybody, well, they're, they're missing it. They didn't get it. And so this gospel, you know, can a blind person guide a blind person? So can a, a person who's not living the gospel guide somebody to the gospel? I don't think so. So what the, the biblical teaching on that is, <clears throat> you, you've got to have your eyes on Jesus. You've got to look at your own self, and examine your own conscience before you start preaching. There's an old book called Soul of the Apostolate. 
<clears throat> it's put out by Tan Books. That book I read back in 1978, and it was so good because it talks that before you go out and do ap apostolic work, you have to have an interior life looked at and worked on. And so that book, I remember sharing it with Dr. Scott Hahn 35, 40 years ago when I first met him. And he said, Terry, that book I got to read every year. It's profound. It really is. So, Soul of the Apostolate from Tan Books. So there you go with the gospel. Let's bring in the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop. He says, you were made for perfect happiness. That is your purpose. No wonder everything short of God disappoints you. Can you relate to that, everybody? I don't care if it's a home run in the bottom of the ninth. It doesn't compare to God. And I think this is what the world is constantly looking at titillations when no matter what titillation, it gets tiring. And the only one we're really looking for is God can satisfy us, nothing else. All right, I want to take this minute here, too, to thank everybody. The last couple of days, we've been struggling here at Virgin Most Powerful. We've had bank issues, whether or not we have a bank um, merger, and the merger didn't go very well, and there's a lot of unhappy customers like us. And so we're just trying to pay our bills, and we are desperately in need of some donation money. So if you're in a position to donate, you can call 877 526215, and I know times are not that great with high inflation. And also, you can go online to vmpr.org. That's Virgin Most Powerful Radio.org. Or, you know what? My engineer just said it. Terry, have him call you after the show after 12. Call me at my cell number, 661 972 7872. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you in advance because, yeah, we're trying to pay our bills and it's been a little tough. So I wanted to uh, mention that I got a copy of the book, The Life of St. Mary Wilhelmina. She's the uh, African-American nun who died and her body's incorrupt. Everybody's been talking about her. The book is out. I've started reading it. I would say they go to Tan Books and check it out. It's very inspiring. The thing that I learned about her that I need to also apply to myself. She was a very strong-willed woman, and she had to really, like all of us, give our will over to God's will. And that's not easy for some people who are wanting to be control freaks. And she had to do that. So if Willem, Sister Wilhelmina can do it, we can do it. So I would say check that book out, see what you think on that. Also, we're going to have a little segment on... Um, putting a little gold into your portfolio. Why we have, they're on our website. Uh, these are folks who are on fire Catholics. You'll notice when I interview them after the break that they're, they're really on fire with the faith and they're just trying to help mom and dad and family get through some tough times that we're going to be getting into <clears throat> financially and why it's a good idea to have gold in times of stress and high inflation, which is going on right at this moment. <clears throat> also, <clears throat> I want to recommend a book. Uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke wrote the book, The Senadal Process. That's 100 Questions and Answers. We've kind of gone over these over the last several months, but I think it's, it's a book that uh, answers a lot of the questions that people are asking about the Senate. And I would, again, recommend that we start praying. October 4th is around the corner. 
that our leaders in our church will give themselves to Christ in a way that says, let's do God's will, not my will, and really give a biblical teaching through this Senate that is consistent with the teachings of Christ. So I just want to recommend that to you. Also, you won't want to miss Bishop Snyder's comments about future popes will thank Bishop Strickland for his fidelity to the Catholic faith. Wow, I, uh, I agree with that, actually. And Bishop Strickland will be in Rome for the LifeSite conference, and you might want to check that one out. I, I think there's only 200 people that can go to that event, but uh, he is a man of integrity. I think I mentioned this, that we had wanted to go to pray at the cathedral, I spoke with Bishop Strickland yesterday. He said, Terry, I prefer that you guys don't do public prayer because it'll put too much on me. Do it in the background. Do it at your churches. Uh, entrust yourself to the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart of Mary. Pray, make reparation, prayer for the church. The church is desperately in need of prayers. So I will stand corrected and say we're not going to Tyler on the 2nd of October. We're going to pray here at our chapel daily. We have people doing that right now praying at the chapel. And, um, you know, these are, are tough times. I, and what, don't think that we've never been here before, folks. When I read to you later in the show a letter uh, from one of the fathers of the church, and um, I'm talking about St. Basil, you'd think that this letter that he wrote in the 5th century is written today. So we've been here before, folks. Keep your eyes on the, on the prize, which is Jesus Christ, and we'll be fine. So when we come back, we'll do the gold interview and why you should at least consider if you have the funds to do that. Also, I just want to recommend again, if you didn't hear it, we, we are short right now financially ourselves. And if you could be so good to give us an extra little donation, we really appreciate that. You can call 877-526-2151 or... You can go online to secure onto vmpr.org. That's virginmostpowerfulradio.org. Or if you want to talk to this knucklehead after a show, I do that all day long. Call me at 661-972-7872. And I joke with people when I say that I'm too inspired to be tired. Yeah, I've had the flu the last week and a half. I'm not tired. I'm too protected to be dejected in this time of crisis. I'm too renewed to be subdued. So why do I have an attitude of gratitude? Because I know we win at the end, folks. Stay with us. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be back on Monday, or Tuesday, I should say. Father Murr will be with me on Monday. And when we come back, I've got a special interview for mom and dad and the family regarding the purchase of gold. And much, much more we'll talk about Bishop Strickland, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, and Father Jerry Murray. Two good man. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. As I promised, I have Drew from St. Joseph Partners talking about a beautiful topic, and that is Gold and silver and precious metals and why it's important for every Catholic family, everyone, to have some of this. Drew, thanks for joining us in this uh, Terry and Jesse show, my friend. Hello, Terry. 
praised be Jesus. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be with your audience who yeah. also obviously loves Our Lady with the Amen. beautiful title you have for your network. Well, thank you. And, and Drew, I want you to talk, talk a little bit about uh, why the company is called St. Joseph Partners and also about your Catholic faith, because I think our people need to know if they're going to do business with you. They need to uh, know a little bit about the people who are running the company. Well, thank you, Terry. So 13 years ago, when we started the firm, much like it is today, then the overarching um, uh, push in society was we had to extract God, take God out of every element of society. And I believe it's so important when we see the enemy telling us what should be, we should do, we need to be conscious of that and do exactly the opposite. Amen. So with society telling us where to take God out of society, we wanted to name the company in a way that would be unequivocally pro the Lord, where every email we sent, every time someone went to our website, it was pro Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we picked the name St. Joseph Partners because sounds silly, but that was what we felt led to do. Sure. And I really didn't have an intense devotion to St. Joseph at the time. But I think it's so important for us as believers when the spirit leads us, we've got to just step out in faith and trust him and begin to listen to those whispers. So we did. In hindsight now, I see so many reasons why there's an appropriate overlay. St. Joseph at the time was in a situation like many fathers today, where the government was really against his family. They were trying to kill his children, his child. And very similar to today, where our families are at risk. And we see St. Joseph was clearly one of history's oldest recorded gold custodians. And in some languages, some translations, he wasn't known as a carpenter, but it was more of an artesian, which could have included gold, according to some translations. But regardless, he certainly was given gold by the wise men. And it stands to reason he probably used some of that to sustain his family as they went into Africa for protection. So we see all kinds of overlay from it. We've had wonderful stories uh, of people who we probably have met, um, we've come to get to know well, including employees internally, partners, because of their devotion to uh, St. Joseph. And, and that's the background term. Great. Well, Drew, I want to get right to it. Why, we, why should we invest or even purchase a gold I know that there's high inflation. I see the inflation eating our dollars away. I see um, just um, chaos in the financial sector. I see some people saying that um, it's just a matter of time where all of this is going to collapse. What, what can we do? And I know you have a three-pillar, a three-stool program for gold. Can you just share the benefits of our listeners having gold as part of their portfolio? Gladly. So gold is a part of finance. And I would say to all the audience, finance is simple. Anyone who makes it complicated is either trying to entrap you to them or they don't understand it themselves. And gold is very simple. The thing you most have to understand if you take away one thing from this program is the question, what is gold? And the answer is gold is money. From the Bible to the Constitution, Today, all the world's central banks call it money. The former president of the United States Fed said it is the world's premier currency, bar none. So it is a currency. And the significance, though, is that this currency has never gone to zero. It has preserved the wealth of its owners for millennium, for centuries, for decades. In contrast, 
Now, audience, just think about this for one minute. Yeah. The dollar, as it stands today, is a paper currency backed by nothing. So the government prints all these copious amounts of dollars, right. and yeah. it's unsustainable. Well, audience, we have literally 700 examples in history where governments go back to ancient Greece, ancient Rome. They did the same thing. Mm -hmm. They printed more money than they can afford. In every case, the currency became worth less. Of course. Worth less. Mm -hmm. So if finance is about the data, <clears throat> we have these two extremes. Paper currencies have never, ever preserved wealth. Gold has never failed. Doesn't it stand to reason that you want some of your currency allocation, not in US dollars, but in gold? Right. Now, dollars you need because you need to go into the supermarket and use them, right? Dollars get an A plus for being convenient in society today. Dollars get an F for preserving your wealth. Right. So we submit to people, and you, as you think about your wealth, right? You have some of your money in your home, like a, a pie slice of your home. You may have stocks. You may have your own business. Mm -hmm. And then you have your safe allocation, your money, your sleep tight allocation. Within that allocation, you want not just dollars, and, not, and dollars meaning bonds, T-bills, CDs, money market funds, anything like that that's denominated dollars. You want some gold. We would suggest to the audience, you probably want six months to a year's worth of your expenses in dollars. The rest, we would be inclined to think you want to really, re, you want to think about and pray for wisdom about how you're allocating that because the dollars lost so much value and with our debts becoming worse literally by the day, there's there just isn't the rational expectation that your money you're putting in the bank is going to be there for you with the same purchasing power in the future. So I hope our message is coming across. We are not, not, not selling Armageddon. We're saying we have hundreds of examples of currencies right. withering and you want to get in front of that. Don't be like a deer in headlights. You don't know what to do. It's easy what to do. Just take a portion of your wealth, allocate it to gold and silver. And you know, for that portion of your wealth, you will have the currency of tomorrow because that's the precedent finance gives us from these thousands of years of examples that we have to look at. Beautiful. And I want people to go to your website, saintstjosephpartners.com. I'll repeat that. Saint ST is for Saint Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, partners.com. And here's the kicker, everybody who's listening. When you purchase your gold from Saint Joseph Partners, they're going to make a donation back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. So we appreciate that. But I want to just mention my thoughts on it. I actually own gold. I bought it years ago when I got married. For the very same reasons you brought up, Drew, I wanted to make sure that my family would be taken care of in lieu of a crisis where my money wasn't worth anything. How do I provide for my family? I think it's just common sense as a dad, you should take the opportunity to go to their website at stjosephpartners.com. Whatever you can get in gold, it, it, it's not going to be worth anything. I mean, uh, and it's, it's always going to be worth something. It goes up and down, I see, over the years. But the bottom line is, it will be there for you when a crisis comes. And let's just be honest, Drew. We, we see what has happened even in just the last couple of years with inflation. Now it, it takes almost $100 to fill my gas tank. I mean, uh, to just look at my utility bills, they're all going up. And so we need to be prepared for that day when, you know, the banks are going to say, hey, uh, your money's not available. What are you going to do? I think 
this is a, a viable option. Go to stjosephpartners.com and do that. In the remaining two minutes, that, uh, four minutes that we have, Drew, tell us again some of the benefits of having gold as part of their portfolio as a, a family, just for the family, please. The, the, the greatest attribute of gold in terms of a portfolio for yeah. a family yes. is that gold is what's called uncorrelated. Uh -huh. When stocks and bonds and real estate face pressure, historically, gold trades well. Now, gold does not have any guarantees. I cannot look you in the eye and promise you it won't go down. But what I can look you in the eye and say to you is we have all this history, all this data, and it's worked so far. So I believe it's reasonable to expect that it's going to preserve wealth in the future. And what do we see happening? We see the central banks of the world, the people who create all these right. paper currencies, are rushing to decrease their exposure to dollars and are increasing their allocations to gold. 2022 was a record transition for them buying gold. 2023, the pace has accelerated even further. So when you construct your portfolio of your wealth, mm -hmm. you should be thinking, I want something that will thrive in stress. That is a benefit that gold brings. It has that uncorrelated return. It again has never failed. It has no liabilities. And so it brings that stability. Ironically, Terry, mm -hmm. in addition now to the laws of to the history of finance, the laws of finance say the more debt uh, a currency has, the more inflation there will be, to your point of why we see yeah. it's not so much, Terry, that gas is more expensive now, it's that your dollar is worth so much less. Yeah. You need more dollars to right. buy gas. Drew, let, so me just, let me just jump in for a minute, because I, I he made a point. I know now that, yeah, I think it was Henry Kissinger in 1972, cut a deal with Saudi Arabia that when the oil was coming out of that country, it would be traded with dollars. Now they're saying uh, they're not going to be doing trading with dollars. How is that going to affect the economic value of the dollar? And how is that going to help people who have gold? Terry, you're right. I mean, that should be red, red alarms, red alerts should be going off with financial advisors getting to their clients today, telling them of the significance of what you're discussing. We have been as Americans, the beneficiaries of the sole reserve currency since World War II. It was an extraordinary advantage. If France and Germany were trading, they didn't just trade among their currencies. They first had to buy dollars and then convert it into the other currency. We're now seeing that crumbling. Yeah. Today, three quarters to 80% of the world's population by country is now trading in non-dollar currencies. Wow. And this month, the, the what's called the BRICS coalition, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, yeah. are considering backing their currency by gold. They're saying, we want something besides dollars because the way America's treating their balance sheet, the way America's treating their partners, they don't want anything to do with us. Yeah. So what they are saying, as the central banks are saying with their votes, is whatever the future looks like, don't get so hung up on what's the exact detail. Will it be this crypto or that? Gold is this bridge that gets your wealth to the future. And when the fog lifts about what all those details are in the future, your wealth will be intact. And then you can allocate your gold to real estate. At that point in time, we would expect the price per ounce of uh, gold and silver relative to dollars will have increased. Yeah. And what we see historically is then the families that have gold and silver, their relative wealth increases. Amen. So it's so ironic that at this juncture, when we need safety, yeah. gold has been history's safest oh, yeah. asset. It has also the potential for significant upside. 
because it's constrained. It's supply constrained. The biggest gold company in the world said that if every development project works flawlessly, which will not happen, the gold supply of this tech A will still fall by a third. Hmm. So think about that. Supply is falling. Allocations among investors today are less than 1%. That's way too low. That is way too low. So you have supply decline. You're going to have increased demand like we're seeing with the central banks leading this chapter now. It sets up really, really well for this asset class. And it's why we think investors want some. If we we talk to your tech team, we're going to have a link that your visitors can also click on. And it'll take you to our site. It'll mark everyone as a customer, as a member of your network. If you call in, tell us you're with Virgin Most Powerful. I think you'll really like our team. We pray the rosary is a team every awesome. day. We Let me jump in the last board. seconds here. Go to uh, vmpr.org. Click the link. That way we do get the credit. Thanks again, Drew, for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I hope you enjoyed that thing on, on gold. Now I'm going to shift gears to Bishop Joseph Strickland's situation. For those who don't know, he's under investigation by the Vatican. Uh, they did a visit with him, and um, like I said, all the areas of the church that he's running, vocations are up, uh, finances, finances are up. So um, really, if he gets relieved, it was not because he's not doing a good job. But I wanted to bring my friend in, Father Jerry Murray. Uh, I go back to the seminary days in 1980s, and he's a canon lawyer, and he's part of the posse, the papal posse that Raymond Arroyo puts on his show on Thursdays. I always watch it, and I hope you do too. Uh, it's in regards to the Bishop Strickland situation, so I'd like you to listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. So let's go ahead and play the clip. I want to get your take on another huge story. It was widely reported last week that the papal nuncio to the United States, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, traveled to Rome to meet with Pope Francis about alleged dissent from the papal agenda here in the U.S. Reports suggest that outspoken Bishop of Tyler, Texas, Bishop Joseph Strickland, was a focal point of the discussion. According to public Vatican records, Pope Francis met with the nuncio and the prefect of the dicastery for bishops. But the pillar reports that the group touched on the possibility of asking for Bishop Strickland's resignation following a visitation of his diocese, a Vatican inquiry there, which happened earlier a few months ago. Uh, Bishop Strickland has run afoul of the nuncio and the Vatican in the past for supporting priests who declined to be vaccinated. Uh, He once tweeted that Pope Francis was, quote, undermining the deposit of faith. Father, your thoughts? Yes, well, Raymond, I think this is really regrettable, what's happening right now regarding Bishop Strickland, because he is obviously a champion of orthodoxy. He's outspoken and courageous. You know, he was the bishop who protested the horrible homosexual group that was being honored by the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, the so-called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who mock religious life and Catholic doctrine. Well, he was out there praying. Mm. So uh, when you send uh, a, an apostolic team to visit, the message is basically you're doing something wrong. I don't know what they mm. found. We haven't heard about the report, but uh, there, are, there have been no previous media reports that he's running a bad diocese or has done something wrong there. Uh, I think he's in the, yeah. you know, let's say, uh, he's he's in center stage precisely because he takes such a strong view. And 
This reminds me of the bishop in Puerto Rico, Bishop Fernandez. You know, he was right. Removed, and I think that was unjust because he did nothing wrong. If you commit a canonical crime uh, or if you're mentally or physically incapable of running a diocese, yes, you should right. uh, be removed. But not if you're just preaching orthodoxy and doing it yeah. courageously. And, and Father Jerry, you mentioned uh, Bishop Fernandez. That was a Puerto Rican bishop who all he did, by the way, was defend the traditional Latin mass. Um, he uh, believed in religious exemptions from the COVID vaccine, all of which he was correct on, we might add here. Uh, it also puts me in mind of Bishop Holly. Both of those men were asked to resign and refused. Now it appears Bishop Strickland has said he would not uh, resign, but We've seen this before, Father, where these men are just summarily dismissed with no canonical process. Is that what we're about to see here? Well, we might see that. And I have to say, as a matter of organizational and canonical policy, to ask someone to resign an office uh, is really asking them to sign their own death warrant, so to speak. And I don't mm. think that's mm. right. If the man's committed canonical crime, remove him. Uh, if it's a question of being delicate because perhaps he's got some, you know, emotional instability or he's physically unable to carry on, fine. You know, you could say, we'll, we'll grant you your, uh, your request for resignation. But in this case, it seems he's perfectly fine. He's doing a good job in his diocese, stirs up the hackles of people who disagree with him. But that's no reason to fire a bishop and, or even to ask him to resign. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. He, it, by the way, it's not disobedient to the pope to say, no, I don't want to resign. Because remember, uh, the office mm -hmm. that he received uh, is to service uh, as a successor of the apostles. And uh, the pope mm -hmm. with the bishops, you know, they formed the Episcopal College. There should be ultimate respect for bishops who are, have committed no canonical crimes. Yeah, well, Strickland says, look, he has a mandate from Benedict XVI, and he's going to continue that. And it appears he has some support in Washington, D.C., Yes, he does. He has support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, my friends. No canonical problems. Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but it seems like it's a bully. That's, the Vatican's a bully trying to push him out. And I know I told you on Monday that I spoke with Bishop Strickland. He said this, I am not going to step down. As, he, as Raymond said, he said it, that, you know, Pope Benedict XVI gave me the authorization to be the Bishop of Tyler. If... Uh, Pope Francis wants to remove me. He can do that, but I'm not going to voluntarily leave my flock. I mean, this is a shepherd of shepherds for the church today. And I want to thank the bishop publicly, and I want to ask everyone to be praying for him, really praying and making reparation for the injustice that's going on in the church with him because of his orthodoxy. Yeah, because he teaches the teachings of the church— He's being persecuted. And I thank him for that. And I want to bring up another bishop who's been very vocal. And as a matter of fact, I consider Virgin Most Powerful Radio a, a player here because we brought Bishop Athanasius Snyder and Bishop Strickland together here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. As far as I know, that's never been done first time. And now they become best of friends for the last several years. And... Um, there's a letter that Bishop Snyder wrote, and here's the headline. Future popes will thank Bishop Strickland for his fidelity to the Catholic faith. I believe that. Uh, here's the letter he wrote. I'll just start right now. Your Excellency, Bishop Strickland, dear and esteemed brother in the Episcopate, 
It is for me a privilege and a joy to express to you all my gratitude and appreciation for your intrepid dedication to uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly keep and transmit and defend the Catholic faith. Boy, what a compliment there. He says, which the apostles handed over to the church, with which all the generations of Catholics, especially our ancestors, our fathers and mothers, our priests and religious sisters, catechists, were themselves nurtured. In all truth, we can apply to you, dear Bishop Strickland, and this is the quote from St. Basil, once stated in his time. He said, The one charged with which is now sure to secure severe punishment is the careful keeping of the traditions of the fathers. Boy, that should give him solace. He says, Let me share with you the following highly timely words of the same great saint bishop. This was, it sounded like, folks, it could be written today. He says, the doctrines of true religion are overthrown. That's happening. Look at the October 4th Senate. They're trying to overthrow doctrines of the church. The laws, in the, the, holy, the uh, saint said this, Saint Basil, the laws of the church are in confusion. <laughs> Is this the time of Saint Basil? See, we've been here before, folks. So, so put your seatbelt on. We're going to get through it. He said, I'll repeat it, the church, the laws of the church are in confusion. The ambition of men who have no fear of God rushes into high posts in the church. Oh, we've had that for a long time. An exalted office is now publicly known as a prize. The result is that the worse a man blasphemes, the better the people think him to be a bishop. I'll give an example. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of them, but um, the one that comes to my mind is a priest, Jesuit, Father Jimmy, um, I can't think of his last name, but it'll come to me. It says this in this letter, clerical dignity, James Martin is what I'm thinking. He supposedly has got word that he's going to become a, 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 a bishop. Well, look at the, the undermining of faith he does. So this letter applies to us today. Clerical dignity is a thing of the past. The respect for our clergy is going way down. The sex problems we have, you know, sex scandals. You remember the summer of shame? Now this letter says there is a complete lack of men shepherding the Lord's flock with knowledge. Okay, he said it. The saint said it. See, folks, we've been here before. Churchmen in authority are afraid to speak. Oh my gosh! St. Basil, pray for us. We have churchmen in authority who are afraid to speak. Not Bishop Strickland. Remember I always say, you ever just saying, let every good deed go unpunished? Well, Bishop Strickland's willing to speak the truth when everybody's quiet. Most people are quiet in the church and then he gets punished. And you wonder why the others aren't speaking up? Well, there you go. So churchmen in authority are afraid to speak for those of them who have reached power by human interest are the slaves of those 
whom they owe their advancement. You get that one, yeah. Faith is uncertain. Souls are drenched in ignorance because the adulterers of the word, wow, that's strong language from St. Basil, of the word imitate, ready, the truth, imitate the truth. The mouths of true believers are dumb, while every blasphemous tongue wages free holy things are trotted upon foot. Well, I see that. Pachamama, there's an example. And then St. Basil says, you know, that we are living indeed in such a time as described by St. Basil with such striking similarities. That's what Bishop Schneider just said. We are living in those times. He says, the words of St. Basil in his letter to Pope St. Damascus, in which he was asking the Pope's help and efficacious intervention, are fully applicable to our situation today. What is that letter? When we come back, we'll read that letter from St. Basil to the Holy Father and see if this just fits us just here in the 21st century. Wow. Terry Barber with um, my guardian angel. I'm too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed. And if Pope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Let's get back with Pope St. Uh, Basil. We'll be back. Thank you. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jess will be back on Tuesday. Father Murr will be on with me on Monday on the Life of Christ. We're reading, uh, which I think is just a fantastic um, thing from Bishop Joseph Stric- excuse me, Bishop Athanasius Snyder regarding Bishop Joseph Strickland, and he's quoting a letter from Saint. Uh, Basil to the Pope, and this is like long thousand years ago, and he says, you know, the wisdom of the world wins the highest prizes in the church and has rejected the glory of the cross. Shepherds are banished. This is <coughs> describing right now, and and their places are introduced. Grievous wolves hurling the flock of Christ. The wolves are, are ravishing our flock right now, folks. Houses of prayer have none to assemble in them. Oh my gosh, think of COVID. Deserted places are full of lamenting crowds. The elders lament when they compare the present with the past. Yep, this is what's going on. The younger are yet more to be compassionate, for they do not know what they have been deprived. So what Bishop Snyder is saying to Bishop Strickland is this. Unlike St. Basil, who addressed Pope Damascus, you don't have, unfortunately a real chance to address Pope Francis in order that he may help you to keep your zealously the holy traditions of the past. On the contrary, the Holy See put you now under scrutiny and threatens you with intimidations. Yes, absolutely. Deprivations of the episcopate, care of your flock and Tyler, basically only for one reason— that you, like St. Basil, like St. Athanasius, and many other confessor bishops in the history, are keeping the traditions of the fathers only because you are not silencing the truth. Boy, only because you are not behaving like 
not a few of the bishops of our day who use the words of St. Gregory of Nassian are serving the times and the demands of the masses and leaving their boat to the wind which happens to blow at the moment. Wow, wow, wow. And then he says, However, Bishop Strickland, you have the happiness that all the popes of the past, all the courageous confessor bishops of the past, all the Catholic martyrs, who in the words of St. Teresa of Avila, were resolved to undergo a thousand deaths for one article of the creed. That's taken from the life of St. Teresa of, the, of Jesus, number 25. And are supporting and encouraging you. Furthermore, the little ones, he says, in the church, pray for you. That's you guys, everybody listening. We're the little guys. We're going to pray for Bishop Strickland. They are an ever-growing group. Yeah, they sure are, all around the world. Yet small, the army of lay faithful in the United States as well as all over the world who were put on the periphery by high-ranking churchmen, even in the Vatican, whose main concerns seem to be pleasing the world, promoting their naturalistic agenda and the approval of sin of homosexual activity under the guise of welcoming and inclusion. He's pointing out the Senate. It's, that's going to take place in a couple of weeks. And then Bishop Snyder says this, for sure, future popes will thank you for your intrepid fidelity to the Catholic faith and to its holy traditions by which you contribute to the honor of the apostolic see, which was partly darkened and stained by our unfavorable time. And it is because we need people right now, we need the time for people to come out and support Bishop Strickland, and the way we can do it best, as I said at the beginning of the show, by prayer, by expiation, by reparation. Pray for him specifically that he'll be strong and <clears throat> that the Holy See will, uh, will um, keep him in as the Bishop of Tyler because we need that. We need Bishop Strickland to be that light right now where most guys are just being quiet. And St. Basil nailed it when he said that. All right, I want to thank everybody. <clears throat> this is a couple minutes left, and uh, the um, gifts that people have given in the last 24 hours. Carmen Arlard, uh, she gave a big donation. Patricia Anderson, thank you. Kenny, thank you. Kenny Batista, Jeff Braken, wow, what a big donation there. Uh, these are all people who we've been working with for decades, and I just thought I'd say thanks because we do need... We did make our payroll. I just the fifteenth is today, and you, you these are the why we made these um, payrolls because of people who who gave money because of our bank problems right now. Mary uh, Cano, thank you, a huge donation. Rebecca uh, Canone, thank you. Robert Carter, yeah, I've talked to you all the time. Thanks, brother. David Casanova, I spoke with you, and boy, <coughs> that was a huge donation. I just want to publicly thank you guys. Uh, James Connell, huge donation. Wow, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Josie, thank you. Teresa Cruz, thank you. Uh, Ventura Quincia, what a great donation you just gave. Thank God for that. Lots of anonymous givers that gave money. Wow, just uh, uh, Susanna Haney. She's a convert to the Catholic faith. She's been on our show many times. She's been a great supporter. I just want to I'm just thanking people. You know why? Because an attitude of gratitude is welcome just about everywhere. 
I can't read everybody's name. Alice Lopez, thank you. Uh, Rose uh, Pronick, she, I spoke with her. A lot of you people just call me directly at 661-972-7872. Someone just called me while I'm on the air, an 805 number. I'll call you back, I promise. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it's just been so good to us. And thank you, Mary Weber. She's always been uh, over the years. All of you people, the list goes on and on and on, have been so good to us here at VMPR. And and again, we're going to speak the truth in season and out. We're going to, you know, there's a reason Bishop Strickland is a on staff here at VMPR. Because he and I and Jess and everybody here, we're on the same page. The truth is the truth. And, you know, we're not worried about who's going to be offended by the truth. We are more worried of who will be not taught if they don't. And then I always think of this, that, uh, you know, there's an old saying from many years ago, Pope Felix III, about we need to speak the truth, even if it means paying a terrible price for it. And, and we can do that. And I like what Bishop Strickland said for those who are concerned about him. He told us this. He said, be assured, I'm Jesus strong. Pray for Pope Francis and his Christ bride, the church. She is withering a turmoil before, and she will continue to do so. Viva lo Cristo Rey. This is Bishop Strickland saying, long live Christ the King. See, he's strong. Why? Because his faith is in Jesus Christ. And then I want to just quote some other bishop here locally. Spoke. He's speaking out more and more, Bishop Robert Barron. He says, it's a sign of a corrupt church that stops thinking deeply about the truths of Christianity. A church that is against being precise about its teaching is a corrupt church. Well, about being precise, he just described the Senate on the family, or the Senate, all these Senates that have been going on for the last 10 years. They don't want to be precise. They want to be broad to a point where they're turning sin into vice, into virtue, and you can't do that. So I I have, um, I'm, I'm just blown away by all the different people who are supporting us, it makes me realize that uh, that we're in it. For You're in it with the long run for us. We're not going to give up, and uh, we'll keep fighting the good fight. Uh, I know Jesse, my brother, will be moved when I tell him how generous you folks have been to us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And even if you don't want to give a, a donation, if you have, uh, I make myself available for questions and answers on my phone, 661 661- Nine seven two seven eight seven two. Why do I do that? So that I'm available. Um, I can tell you here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we've had two people who were going to be committing suicide. That because we make ourselves available, they're breathing today through the grace of God. So you help support us to do that because we couldn't do it without you. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart. All the people, I have this list of people here that have been donating to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you, and thank you, and thank you, and you'll be sure of my prayers. We have the Blessed Sacrament just 80 feet away from us. I'm going to go in after the show and a prayer of thanksgiving for uh, the great work that you're doing to help us do this work of reaching out to souls. Um, what What a blessing it is that uh, we can do this work. And we couldn't do it, all this equipment. And, you know, we couldn't do it without you supporting us. 
And I hear, just will say this, that, you know, with Archbishop Fulton Sheen as our model, he said about us, who's going to save the church? He said the lay people are going to save the church. But how do we do it? By our prayers, by our sacrifices, by asking our priests and bishops to live holy lives and to teach, govern, and sanctify the church teaching and not to compromise any bit on the faith. And I want to recommend that all of you listen and go to the Diocese of Tyler's website, pick up Bishop Strickland's letters, his pastoral letters. He's got three of them right now. And they're just excellent on teaching you the fundamentals of the faith. Just what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. What a, what a great um, connection we have with that, uh, with Bishop Strickland. And uh, I can tell you, no matter what happens to Bishop Strickland, he's going to be on our team. There's no way we're going to ask him to retire. The church is in great need of bishops like him that will lay out the, the teachings of the church and charity and clarity. And that's why I find it an honor for me to speak with Bishop Strickland every week, and often more often than that, on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I look at him as the model bishop of the church. And I would say, don't be surprised if men look back at history and see Bishop Strickland as a John Fisher. I've said that before. Who's the, who's the one that doesn't compromise? Wow. Jesse, if you were here, I'd say, what state should you be living in, brother? And Jess would say, hey, the state of grace, brother. Yeah, and he'd say, get, the, get your rosary out. Get, your, get the confession off and pray your, uh, say your prayers and do your duty and, and pray, work, and don't worry, as Padre Peel says. And then, of course, I'd say, praise God, Jess. And I'd say, hey, don't forget Our Lady of Fatima, especially with Bishop Strickland right now. Our prayers have efficacy. Please pray for Bishop Strickland that he'll be strong through this time of, of uh, testing. Remember our lady said, Fatima souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Are you willing to make the sacrifices? I hope so. Because we can affect the salvation of souls and participate in the salvific work of salvation. Up next, Bible with the Barbers. I can't see it, but my wife should be right next door and Studio A, ready to talk about the inerrancy of Scripture and why we need to learn more about our love letter from our Lord. Stay with us, family, at VMPR.org. God bless you.